It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, what's going on tonight? Not too much. What's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the coaching staff that Mike Vrabel has assembled to this point. And before we do that, we will tell you that we cover the Titans from UCMiracles.com, which is an SB Nation site. Uh, so check us out there. We'll have a lot of stuff there as news breaks on coaches and all that stuff. So so keep that site up. Keep refreshing it. We'll get all the latest information there. Um also, please subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, any of the places you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us there. Room. That way you'll get the latest episodes as soon as they become available. Uh, and then one more thing before we get into coaching staff news. Uh, the Pro Bowl was this afternoon. Terry and I were both talking about how we didn't watch much of it. Um, honestly, I kind of wish they would just make it a skills competition and then call it a weekend but um, the game was on and a, a good showing for the titans the titans had quite a few guys represented in the game and delaney walker was the offensive mvp of the game uh four catches i think for 29 yards and two touchdowns so you know it, it's cool that there were quite a few guys there from the titans uh you know there, there have been years in the past where the titans maybe had a guy or two that was deserving i can think of a couple of years where jarrell casey probably should have been on the team but didn't get that recognition because of how bad the team was and you know for a while the titans were kind of really an afterthought on the national scene especially so good good to have a few guys there playing in the game and hopefully you know that builds up the profile of the team a little bit and you see this team continue to improve and you'll see more and more guys get to make that that make that trip and again it's not you know nobody really loves the game i don't think at this point but it's still a cool honor still a cool week for those guys to get to go down there and do that yeah, like like you said, the Pro Bowl doesn't do it for me. I, I didn't even know Delaney had won the MVP until he told me uh, a few minutes ago. So, but but yeah, it's always cool to see your guys go out and show out with the uh, the top talent in the league. Well, well, some of it at least. You see so many guys turning it down uh, these days. It, it kind of just it, it's not as special as it once was. You know, the effort's not really there, but. Yeah, whatever. It's the only football game on this week, uh, only pro game on this week. So uh, I guess people watch it. So it's plenty of exposure for the team. Uh, good to see. I think the Titans were, were actually pretty well represented, all things considered. Uh, so, yeah, cool to see Delaney get get that big prize. I think he won $64,000 in a new car. So uh, a couple touchdowns for Delaney. It's cool to see. Yeah, not a bad weekend. You know, go down there, hang out in Orlando for a week. Uh, get get a new car and sixty four thousand dollars. I mean, I think any of us take that. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, you know, good deal for him. But and again, like I, I just think it's it, it's cool to see a, a Titans guy win offensive MVP. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, if it has, it's been a long time. So, uh, you know, cool to see that. So anyway, um, all right. So coming up, we'll talk about the news on the coaching staff, the hires that Mike Vrabel has made to this point and maybe you know an indication that we're getting based on some of the hires that have been made so far 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so like I said, there have been three or four uh, coaching hires that have been announced. We talked last week about Kerry Coombs joining the staff from Ohio State. Uh, he's officially, I guess, been named the defensive back. So the defensive backs coach. So again, we we had talked before about how he was a guy that they were going to get that and was was going to be joining the staff, but we didn't know exactly what his role was going to be. Sounds like he'll be the defensive backs coach, which is you know one of his sixteen duties that he had listed at Ohio State. <laughs> and we talked a little bit about that uh, on the podcast last week. So if you missed that, you can, you can go back and listen to that. If you subscribe to the podcast, you'll never miss an episode. But anyway, um, so so check that out. But a, a couple of other uh, hires were announced on Friday night, Friday afternoon, Friday night. Uh, the first, Pat O'Hara, uh, is going to be the quarterback's coach, and Shane Bowen is going to coach the outside linebackers. We talked about Bowen a little bit, uh, like I said last week as well. He was a guy that was mentioned that you know coached with Vrabel with the Texans. Um, so no, no, no big surprise there. Pat O'Hara is, is kind of an interesting guy. I mean, if you go and read through his his bio, you know, if you you Google search him, like well, like we have to do with a lot of these guys, because when we hear their names, we don't we're not necessarily familiar with them. Um, but O'Hara is a guy that was an NFL draft pick as a quarterback. Um, has actually done some consulting on movies uh, like The Water Boy and, and stuff like that. So some <laughs> some, some stuff you've seen, uh, and that was kind of the. Uh, that was, that was kind of the, I guess, the headline when when it was announced that he was hired. That he's worked with Adam Sandler, Mark Wahlberg, and The Rock. So, uh, kind of a guy that has a cool background. Uh, spent some time in the Arena League as a player and as a coach, an offensive coordinator and a head coach in the Arena League. So, a, a guy that you know has done a lot of different stuff. Uh, according to John McClain, who covers the Texans, you know, for the Houston Chronicle, uh, you know, O'Hara's a, a guy that's well respected, and, and he says he's a guy that, um, that that will do well for Marcus. So, you know, I mean, I guess it's hard really to comment much on you know what this means, but you know, Jason Michael was the quarterbacks coach before we saw how that worked out. So, you know, it, I, I don't know, I don't know if we if you have any more insight, Terry, into, into what his what his career is or, or what he's going to be able to do here, but you know, a name that is kind of I mean, I guess good to see, but a guy that we don't really know that much about. Yeah, really fascinating guy. Um, reading reading a little deeper, he was actually a player coach in the Arena League, uh, so he played quarterback and coached the team. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, held held head coaching jobs in the AFL before jumping to uh, the NFL. Uh, and he was an offensive assistant with the Texans. So he, he's got that one year with Deshaun Watson, and I think that's worth noting um, because Watson was setting the league on fire uh, before he got hurt. So, And, and it's hard to, to pinpoint who who was the guy that, that meant the most to Watson there because you got Bill O'Brien uh, there. You, you've obviously got an offensive coordinator there. You've got – and then you've got O'Hare catching the quarterback. So it's hard to, to – credit him totally with it but i'm sure he had a hand in it so that if you're looking for a positive uh to me that that's that's what you need to be looking at and the texans did some really creative things on offense they they really transformed everything about their offense um so I, i'm excited for that but 
it's kind of odd that they're hiring these assistants before they've got a coordinator in place or, you know, we we might not know this, but they might have a handshake agreement in place. They might have a guy in place. But uh, it would just seem kind of odd to me to, for them to already have a quarterback's coach and a receiver's coach in place with no coordinator. Yeah, and so, I mean, I guess the hope that we have here is that John DiFilippo is, is the guy that they have the, the handshake agreement with, uh, the Eagles quarterback coach, who is, is going to be highly sought after. Did the Cardinals, did they hire an offensive coordinator? I, I was trying to find that before we jumped on. I never got there. Yeah, I um, seen. But, you know, he, anyway, so speaking of DiFilippo, he was supposedly tied to Steve Wilkes. But I feel like the, I saw that the Cardinals had hired an offensive They hired Mike McCoy. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, so you know, that concern obviously is gone. They, they've, they found their guy out there. So, to my knowledge, I think you have two offensive coordinator jobs still open, one with the Giants and then one here with the, with the Titans. Uh, Pat Shermer is the head coach of the Giants now. So, you know – Trying to look at this objectively, unbiasedly, which is obviously hard for us to do being Titans fans, but if you are DiFilippo and you're going to have your choice between – and again, this is all speculation. We don't know if this is the case. He may have not been offered either of these jobs. He could have been offered both, one or the other. We, we don't have any idea, but let's just kind of play this game for a minute. If you're DiFilippo, you've got your choice between going to the Giants or going to the, or coming to the Titans. In my mind, the Titans' job is much more attractive. One, you've got a much younger quarterback in Marcus Mariota, who a guy that is entering the prime of his career, versus you know working with an Eli Manning, who is obviously on the on the backside of his career. Uh, you know, I mean, Eli Manning's accomplishments speak for themselves, but you know he, he's a guy that probably doesn't have a lot left in this league. Looked done last year, but I, I mean, I, I think a coaching change could could do him some good up there. With Shermer as your head coach instead of you know Mike Vrabel here, um, Shermer's a guy that is an offensive guy. I'm not sure if he's planning on calling his own plays or not, but you're going to be running his offense. So if you're DeFilippo, you've got to go up there and you've got to you know tailor your system to what Shermer wants to do. If you come here, you're probably going to have a whole lot more input, a whole lot more say, a whole lot more you know design in the offense. So uh, you know again. I think with all those things considered, if you're a guy that has your pick of those two jobs, the Titans job is the more attractive job. But, you know, we'll just kind of have to wait and see it, how it all plays out. But, I mean, I think Shermer said something. I read a comment from him earlier today that basically, you know, we we could be waiting on somebody who's still playing right now. So that leads me to believe that they could be in on DeFilippo or, I mean, it could be somebody else. But do you agree that the, objectively the Titans job looks like the better job? I do, but something you have to keep in mind here, Giants hold the number two overall pick. So he could have a hand in, in taking the best quarterback uh, of the bunch here and, and have a hand in developing another guy. So uh, we, we're both pretty sold on, on Marcus Mariota. Uh, if he's not, he could go to New York and get another shot with another quarterback that they're probably going to draft with Eli Manning likely out the door. So uh, as the roster as it stands right now is not close. Uh, and But, you know, I, I think we kind of felt the same way about Betcher, the defensive coordinator who chose the Giants over the Titans. So I, I don't know, but you're right. It, it was the wording from Shermer that kind of has me concerned about DiFilippo. 
uh, a guy that's still coaching, you know, who else would it be? You've hired Josh McDaniels in, in Indy. Um, nobody from that Eagle staff has been talked about, at least on the offensive side, except for DeFilippo. Frank Reich's not leaving. Uh, so, yeah, it would seem like it's down to the Titans and Giants once again for DeFilippo, and that's a little scary. Yeah, and we don't know, in fairness, if the Titans ever offered Betcher the job. So, you know, maybe it's not the fact that that he are, that somebody's already chosen the Giants over the uh, over the Titans. Maybe that's not, you know, maybe they talked with him and decided that they wanted to go a different direction. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, just the fact that he said, waiting on a guy, there's not really anybody else. I don't even have any idea who the like the Patriots quarterback's coach is. Um, but not a, not a name that's been mentioned as far as in the running for these types of jobs. Like you said, Frank Reich, who's the Eagles offensive coordinator, is not going to leave the Eagles, you know, laterally to go to the same position with the Giants. So, yeah, that'll be something that we'll keep an eye on. But, you know, and, and then if it's not Filippo at this point, I don't know what direction the Titans are going. If they haven't hired somebody already, uh, I, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit concerned at that point if, if it's not going to be him. But, you know, we're just kind of have to wait and see. And, again, even if it's not him and even if it's somebody that we don't really know anything about or it doesn't come with the name, like, you know, I mean, and listen, nobody knew Filippo's name two 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 years ago, a year ago, even like two months ago. He was not a guy that was on very many people's radar. So, um, you know, we, we've, we've kind of fallen in love with this guy, but, he, you know, he's, 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 he's been a rising star for the last little bit. So, you know, just, again, not, not cause the panic if they don't get him and if they get a guy that we haven't necessarily heard about. Um, I, I, I'll tell you this. Whoever they get, he's going to come in with a better – I don't know if resume is the right word, but we're going to feel better about him as a hire than, than Terry Rubisky when Mike Malarkey hired him. It's not I mean, a because that, yeah, right. It, no, it's not a high bar, <laughs> granted. But you know, we're probably going to get a guy that is not a thousand years old and didn't last. You know, wasn't last an offensive coordinator when Bo Jackson was playing in the NFL. So you know, just keep in mind that what, whoever they end up hiring. We, we should take the approach of let's let's wait and see how it plays out on the field before we you know push the panic button um, and we talked a little bit about that last week but the other thing with Vrabel is you know he doesn't have he's, he's only been in coaching for just you know a couple of years and especially in the NFL so he doesn't have a coaching tree he doesn't have maybe some of the contacts that, that some of the, these guys that get hired in other places do um, so you know that maybe puts him at a little bit of a disadvantage but it also says that you know he he can bring guys in and then hey if it doesn't work out he can you know try to find a new guy next year and like you said we're sold on Marcus maybe the rest of the league's not maybe that maybe there's you know some concern about him that that other people have but I think that if you you see them bring a guy in and you see them be able to at least you know work on maximizing his talent or put him in some better positions than what he was put in last year then even if the offensive coordinator they bring in next year doesn't necessarily work out or they don't like him or whatever, the job can become more attractive as it goes on just because you can see – we know there's talent on this offense. I think that some people have cons- some concerns about this offense just because of what they saw last year. But again, I still contend that a lot of that was because of the coaching and you get a different guy in here. I think you're going to see a lot of different stuff from this group. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, it was so scheme related, you know. When you saw the the two receiver uh, patterns, you know, Marcus would drop back, and it's max protection. And there's two options to throw to. <laughs> What's Marcus gonna do, you know, if one of those guys don't come open? So that that was some of the frustration. You know, we've talked about receivers ended up in the same spot, and, and you know, Mario has to throw the ball somewhere. 
Uh, he's got to make something happen late in these games, and that's where the mistakes came. So, uh, you know, it, it's frustrating to sit back and see people kind of pick on, on Marcus uh, for, for taking a step back. But I, I feel like if you watched all the games in this Titans season, you could you could kind of piece the picture together. Hey, hey, this this offensive scheme is really bad. I'm not sure what Marcus is supposed to do here. Uh, there's so many mistakes from the receivers, not running the right route. Uh, it, it was just it turned him into a turnover machine. So you hope that that doesn't do any long-term damage. I'm still super pumped for Mariota to take that next step forward. And the Titans have plenty of weapons. You know, it, it's not a matter of personnel. I, I think it's a hundred percent up to to coaching. So uh, I, we don't really have many names right now. It, it's it's kind of odd, but I think we're just kind of playing the waiting game for DeFilippo at this point. Yeah, and so hopefully that's what ends up happening. The only other name, the only other thing that we've seen in the last couple of days is that Vrabel has reached out to Dean Pease, the former defensive coordinator with the Ravens, um, who has who retired after the end of the year, but a guy that Vrabel was with in New England. Um, and a guy that has been the architect of some really good defenses. So, you know, I think if you end up with Filippo and, and Pease as your coordinators, you have to be pretty excited. Um, and, you know, I mean, again, he's a guy that they would be kind of pulling out of retirement, much like they did with Dick LeBeau. But he's, he's a younger guy than LeBeau. He's, he's 68, which is, you know, funny to talk about him being younger than, than the former coordinator. But, I, I mean, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, I, I think we should be excited about it if that's what ends up happening because he is a guy that's had some really good defenses. And, you know, again, you, you could do a lot worse than that guy. And, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that's what ends up happening. But what, what are your thoughts on Pease? Yeah, he's a guy with a tr- proven track record. Uh, he he retired, I think, on New Year's Day. Uh, so that's kind of interesting that, that Vrabel would go back to the well. And, and you wonder how much a defensive coordinator would do uh, for Vrabel. Uh, you wonder... You know, how, how many hands are going to be in the defense from Vrabel? Is he going to take over? Is he going to want to run the defense? He, he didn't say he would. Uh, he said he would pull rank when he needed to. So that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, Pease, uh, nothing but respect for him. Uh, ran a pretty good show in Baltimore uh, as they kind of transitioned that defense. So that was an interesting time um, as it's kind of the old Ravens left town and, and the new Ravens flipped in. So, uh, I thought he did a really, really nice job there. And, and, you know, that defense fell off a little bit, but they were never all that bad. Uh, I, I think Mike, our, our buddy Mike that writes for us, uh, put out a stat that he's never had a defense rank under 20th in DVOA for defense. So that that's a pretty nice stat. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Dean Pease comes with a lot of experience, and he would be the ideal guy to hire here at this point. Yeah, they were third in DVOA in 2017, six in 2016. So yeah, I mean a guy that has had has a lot of success in this league, and you know maybe a guy that kind of comes in and works as a, a transition, uh, you, you know, for a couple of years uh, while Variable is getting his feet wet as a head coach and comes in and does something like that. So that'll be that'll be something interesting to watch. But again, you know, if we're having this conversation, you know, maybe in, in two weeks. And you end up with DeFilippo and Pease as your coordinators. I think a lot of the panic that has has kind of started to creep up, <laughs> as you know, as far as this, this search is concerned, that, that some of that stuff should be alleviated if those are your guys. And again, even if it's not, even if it's two guys that we've never heard of, are the coordinators. I'll, I'll I'll preach the wait and see approach, and 
Because again, it's it's not going to get worse than it was last year. Like Terry said, we're we're going to see more than two receivers out in the formation. Uh, we may even see them spread the field a little bit. Not not in quite as many tight formations and that kind of stuff. So you know we'll wait and see and all that. But this this looks what it looks like the road it's going down at this point. And so hopefully it can uh, that that can play out and, and we'll see what it goes from there. All right. Uh, anything else as far as coach? There's one more. Who was the other coach that was announced? Rob Moore, the receivers coach. Yeah. Uh, he was in Oakland uh, for three years, I believe. And you know, the the first reaction to everybody was, "Yeah, Amari Cooper's so great." Well, Amari struggled with drops, and I'm I'm not sure there's much a coach can do about that. So uh, I, there, there's not. I don't have a huge opinion on Rob Moore. It's hard with with receivers coaches, but. Uh, Rob Moore has reportedly been hired by Vrabel. Yeah, and again, you know, there, there's a lot of talent in that receiver room, and, and hopefully he's a guy that can come in and, and, you know, help those guys maximize that stuff because, you know, we saw we saw what Corey Davis can do in that playoff game against the Patriots, so hopefully they can build on that. So, yeah, that's that's the that's the other bit of news that we have. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on all this stuff as, as it breaks. And again, I would, I would expect – that we, we probably won't see an offensive coordinator name anytime soon. I, I think they're waiting on DeFilippo at this point. Don't know, you know, how that setting, I don't, I don't know if they're the leader or, you know, whatever. Of course, we saw that, you know, the reports one night that Betcher, for Betcher, the, tit- the Titans were the leader, and then the next morning I wake up and he's the defensive coordinator for the Giants. So you never know that kind of stuff, but I, I think that's kind of where we're at at this point. So we'll, we'll kind of monitor all that stuff as it breaks and, and, and pay attention to that. Again, com. Terry and I right there, so we'll, we'll have this, everything that we know will be up to date there. Anything else tonight that we need to hit before we get out? Uh, Rob Moore was actually in Jerry Maguire. So, yeah, uh, I was just seeing that. So two two coaches that have appeared in, in movies. So Jerry Maguire and the Water Boy. How about that? Yeah. So if nothing else, man, they got a they got a staff <laughs> that can put together a good movie. So go. uh, they got that going for them. So anyway, all right. Uh, hopefully, you know, this time next year we're talking about you know their accomplishments on the field and not you know in the cinema. But anyway. Uh, so anyway, like I said, we'll, we'll keep track of this Brable staff as it comes together, and we'll be here for that. We will probably, as this week goes along, start to talk a little bit about draft needs, uh, break down the roster and that kind of stuff, because you know, as the staff gets hired, we'll transition more into that kind of stuff, because that'll be the stuff that we'll be looking at, and the stuff that you'll be caring about as well. So stay with us there. Like I said, subscribe to the, to the podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, Locked on Titans is obviously the name of the, of the podcast. Check out the site, museummiracles.com. Terry and I will be back at least a couple more times this week. The schedule will kind of be in flux depending on if news breaks. Uh, you know, we'll be back, but at least two more times this week. So stay tuned for that. Check out our site. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at jmorrismcm. Terry is at tlambertfb. So thanks for listening to Locked on Titans, and we will talk to you again later this week. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.